If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. 316-669-4996. Of course, you'll need that number if you are interested in winning a grand prize. That is the Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon sign that we're giving away. Got to listen for that Travis Kelsey sounder. When you hear it, you have to be caller number three to officially be entered for the Kansas City Chiefs by Lightning on sign. And you're running out of opportunities. We only have a couple more opportunities for you to officially get in the grand prize drawing. We also have the text line, 316-247-0923. Hope you enjoyed that first hour with a bunch of Chiefs audio. 316-247-0923 is the number of the text. We also have social media. Go to ESPN Wichita on Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram. We have a lot of content coming from Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. And I mean a lot of content. We've been posting a, a boatload of reels. So if you want to check out some awesome video, feel free to do so. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's a blast. It's been a blast out here in Las Vegas. I know one guy who likes like who loves Las Vegas, not likes, loves Las Vegas. He joins us on the line right now, and that is Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you by You Build It Wichita, where your home's in your hands. Customers save 20% or more on their dream home. Call or text 316-260-2044. Well, Taylor, I know you are a big fan of Las Vegas, mainly because of the NBA. But I got to say, the vibe, you can just feel it. There's a different buzz in the air compared to previous times I've been out this way. It's uh, it's pretty rad, pretty exciting vibes out here in Las Vegas. Just got to get your thoughts on Las Vegas as a whole. And how often do you come out this way? Is it once a year? Is it once every two years? What's the timeline for Taylor Eldridge out this way? Yeah, I try to go uh, for summer league every every year, kind of find an excuse with, uh, you know, Wichita State has had a pretty good run of guys that have played in summer league. So I kind of make that my excuse to go every summer. So uh, you got to go check out the secret pizza at, at the Cosmo. That's my favorite uh, favorite pizza in Vegas. So if you need need some late night eats, that's, that's the spot to go. Okay, man, I got you. I was going to send you a text, and I was going to ask what are some of the secrets and tricks out this way. You are the fifth person to tell me about the secret pizza joint. And I know how serious you take food, but you take your seriousness, the level for pizza, to a whole nother dimension. So the fact that you are highly recommending that pizza joint that's hidden I'm going to have to try to find a way to get out, get out that way. It's a little bit more difficult because of the traffic and everything, but got to say, I've heard a lot of good things about that joint, so I'll let you know if I make it out that way. Well, let's talk about the Shockers. So Wichita State, they, they had another double-digit lead, this time in Memphis, a chance to knock off the Tigers, and then Memphis able to rally. Memphis gets the win, 65-63, and Another one of those games that you're looking at and just going, man, what this season, what could have been is really kind of the, I guess, the, the question to really ask 
if you're a Shockers fan at this at this moment because there have been so many close calls and so many double-digit leads, but right now this team unable to finish. Your overall takeaway with what you saw in Memphis? Yeah, it was another another example. Like you said, they were up uh, 15 at Tulsa. They blow that lead and then up 14 against Memphis in the last uh, eight minutes of that one, and they can't close the deal. So, yeah, I mean, it just seems to be like a little random stuff. It's not like one overarching theme. You know, uh, missed free throws. Uh, that's uh, that, that's popping up. Uh, you know, costly turnovers. Um, you know, giving up offensive rebounds, stuff like that. You know, it's just little tiny execution. Uh, you know, when I went back and watched, there was a, a set where they ran that, that could have gone for a, you know an easy layup if the timing was right, but it was just a little off, and the play gets blown up, and they get a shot clock violation. So, you know, they're not far away from winning. But, you know, uh, Paul Mills said it best on his coach's show. He said, you know, that gap between playing people close and actually winning those games, I mean, that's a pretty far gap. So, you know, uh, they, they got to make up something. And uh, he said they're, they're confident that they can do that and, you know, start winning those close games down the stretch now. Well, and that's the thing. you got to find a way to win those close games down the stretch, and, and maybe that's just going to be that's just going to be it here this year. But it doesn't mean this team is, you know, folding. This is still a team that's battling incredibly hard, it's just that ha- the second halves have just been they, – they have just – it's just been tough. And I know you talked about it a little bit. What – how would you describe the second halves? And what can Wichita State do to be a better second-half team? I, it's such a, a weird concept when you throw that out there because you're talking about 20 minutes of basketball. So there's a lot of things you got to do well throughout the course of a 40-minute game. But in particular, though, that the second 20 minutes has been a little bit of a problem. So how does Wichita State go about addressing the second half, and how does Paul Mills try to fix it? Yeah, a lot of those struggles have actually come on the road. If you look at all the, the road games they've played so far, you know, a lot of those second-half collapses right out of halftime have happened, you know, when they're away from home. So, uh, you know, we saw a little bit of it, you know, that Memphis game. They come out, turn the ball over three straight times in the first minute. And you're thinking, oh, man, here we go again. But uh, give WSU credit. You know, they, they let that lead slip all the way to one. But they fired right back. You know, Colby Rogers hit some tough shots. And WSU actually put really, really well. You know, in the middle of that second half, they actually built that lead out to 14. And you're thinking, man, they're going to run away with this. You know, it looked like Memphis was ready to give in. Uh, you know, the body language was pretty bad. But... Uh, you know, again, you go back to some of those little details that WSU got a little lax on defense, gave up some easy ones, and I think that really kind of restored Memphis's confidence because they were teetering. Uh, like I said, the body language, you know, when you were there was really, really bad. So I think they were, you know, on the edge of, of giving up on that one, and uh, they just found a way to, you know, claw back. So WSU has to, you know, be better at those little execution. Uh, on offense and defense, rebounding, uh, pretty much every phase of the game. So they have stuff they can tighten up everywhere, and I think that's uh, you just have to really emphasize, you know, execution down the stretch when you're tired. You know, that's what you know separates winning and losing a lot of these times. So WSU just kind of come up short time and time again down the stretch. So we'll see if they can turn things around uh, the second half. I think the, the schedule is much more favorable. Uh, the second half, so 
I do think there's an opportunity for this team to turn it around. Uh, we'll see how much they can do. Uh, you know, a good start on Wednesday would be uh, taking care of that. You know, UTSA, probably one of the bottom three, four teams in the conference. Uh, that's a game that you should win, you know, comfortably on your home court. So, uh, WSU just has to start there and, and see where they can go. It's a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you by you both at Wichita Shockers, blowing a 14-point lead on the road against Memphis, 65-63, to being the final score, dropping the Shockers to 1-8 and in the AAC. Ronnie DeGray, the second, or excuse me, the third, ends up with 12 points and seven rebounds. I know overall, three of nine from the field. That might not be the... The greatest of uh, shooting lines for Roddy DeGray the third, but looking at these last couple of games, seems like he's starting to settle in a, a little bit more. I mean, the guy played 28 minutes off the bench. That's probably an indicator that Paul Mills is starting to like what he sees from him and starting to see the execution from Roddy DeGray the third. Your thoughts on his transformation as the Shockers focus on the last couple of games here in the regular season? Yeah, I think Paul Mills really likes his uh, reliability on defense. Uh, you know, he, he does do a good job of those little details. Uh, you can switch him one through four. He can rebound. Uh, he can defend, you know, guards uh, out on the perimeter. And uh, he really gets after it on those loose balls. Uh, you know, Paul Mills mentioned that in the Memphis game, that, they, you know, they track those 50-50 balls. And Ronnie DeGray was on the, the winning e- winning end of, I think he said four of those 50-50 balls. So, you know, he does a good job of scrapping and clawing. And I think Wichita State likes that about him. And, uh, you know, they got two good options, Dalen Original and him, you know, at the four. Uh, you know, lately, Paul Mills has been going to, to uh, you know, Ronnie DeGray down the stretch of games to close out. And, you know, where WSU has run into problems is, you know, it's a great thing that Ronnie DeGray can switch. Uh, but when he gets switched out onto those ones and twos and he can test the shot, well, then that's even, you know, WSU, you know, Colby Rogers, Xavier Bell, smaller guards left to, you know, box out a power forward. And that's really where they've been hurt, you know, down the stretch at Tulsa and Memphis, you know, uh, both times on cross switches down the down the stretch of these games. And, you know, they get caught, caught in those cross switches and they give up offensive rebounds and really costly points. So it's going to come down to WSU, you know, Mills said, uh, you know, our guards have to be scrappier. They got to be more physical. They got to stick their nose in there and start getting these rebounds. So that's what I'm looking for uh, tomorrow night against UTSA. Yeah, and I was gonna, you know, bring that up too about the scrappiness aspect with with the guards because right now I know Ronnie DeGray with what he's been able to do, but you know Xavier Bell, you know, in the game against Memphis, he was three of ten from the from the floor. Bijan Cortez only played 14 minutes, and he had a couple of turnovers i'm a little bit surprised that wichita state lost the game on saturday just for the fact that they only had five combined turnovers in the contest that was a a little bit of a surprise but hey wichita state hung on to the ball it it could just be a blip on the radar or maybe this is something to look at going forward how did wichita state go about securing the rock in a better way against Memphis, or was it simply just Memphis's defense and, and maybe not getting your shorts and causing turnovers? Yeah, I mean, probably a little bit of both, but really that hasn't mattered too much. You know, it doesn't really uh, – you know, WC has turned the ball over against just about everybody. So, you know, give the, uh, give the ball handlers credit for being, you know, better with the ball. I think, uh, 
you know, a lot of times we've seen WSU struggle and, you know, guards will drive into the paint and pick up their dribble or try to, you know, basically turn their head. And then defenders will come around the, you know, their blind side and kind of poke it away. So uh, WSU didn't have really any of those turnovers. And outside of that flurry to begin the second half, you know, they were really, really good with the ball. And like you said, you know, you want to win a game like that where, you know, you really struggle with turnovers. You limit uh, yourself to just five. That's what you want to do on the road. So that just adds to the pain of uh, coming up short in that game because they did a lot of things really, really well. And uh, to not be rewarded with a win, that one hurts. Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. He's presented to you by You Build at Wichita. Up next for the Shockers, they get back home and they welcome UTSA before taking on a ranked FAU team on Sunday. We'll get back to the Owls here in just a little bit. But first, the Roadrunners. UTSA can score a little bit, Taylor, and I don't know if it's going to be a track meet tomorrow or what. I'll be curious to see what happens, but UTSA can put up some points. They, they came close to knocking off Memphis on, on their own floor not too long ago. This is a, an intriguing game coming up tomorrow. What really stands out to you about the Roadrunners? Yeah, I mean, they're a lot uh, similar to WSU in the fact that they've lost a lot of really close conference games, so the record's a little bit deceiving, but, you know, the, the, the defensive metrics on this team are really, really bad. I think they're, like, literally, like, the fourth-worst defense in the country. So, uh, WSU, this is a great opportunity for them to get the offense right, to, to really score and shoot a high percentage. But, uh, you know, on defense, this is going to be a handful for WSU because, uh, you know, UTSA, they attempt 33s a game. Uh, they're, they're making 10 a game. WSU has really struggled at times, you know, giving up threes and giving up long rebounds. So uh, WSU's guards are going to have to be really uh, diligent with boxing out. And I think it's going to be a big challenge just stylistically for the Shockers just because of, you know, UTSA puts five guys on the floor that can all shoot. Uh, So I'm going to be curious to see how much Quincy Ballard plays because he plays that drop coverage, uh, doesn't really like to get out of the paint very much. So, uh, how much can WSU play him? I think that's going to be an interesting question to see which one of those uh, wins out tomorrow night. And then looking ahead to Sunday against FAU, the Owls are back to being in the top 25, or at least they're up to the number 20. Seems like they've kind of figured out some things since the last time they saw Wichita State. But the Shockers, another game that in which they were right there all the way until the very end, and FAU found a way to pull away to get the W. But this one might be a little bit different. It is going to take place on Sunday. And yes, I know that the big game's coming up this weekend, so a lot of people looking forward to the Chiefs and the, the 49ers. But when you take a look at FAU, how different are they now compared to maybe when Wichita State first played them? Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Memphis game where FAU really struggled for – uh, you know, good uh, portion of that game. And then the last eight minutes, they just poured it on and looked every bit like a top-ten team, just like Memphis did, uh, you know, this past weekend. So I don't know how much different they are. I think uh, they're a team that's, you know, they're a veteran team. They've been there. They've, went, they've won big games before. So, you know, I don't think they're too worried about the regular season. You know, right now they're pretty comfortably in the, the tournament. So I think, uh, you know, it's just a matter of them putting it together and, uh, WSU's going to have to play really, really well on Sunday to get a win against them because 
I know that's a team that returned basically everyone from that Final Four run. And, uh, you know, the Shockers are going to have a tall order on their hands to, to just compete in that one. But we'll see if they can build some momentum uh, tomorrow night. And uh, I think that would help them going into Sunday if they can you know, have a, a winning streak to play for. All right, Taylor Eldridge, this is the, the most hard-hitting question that you gotta got to answer. If you had to make the perfect Super Bowl slash big game spread, what what is required? Give me your top four items, or maybe just give me your top two. Maybe you just want pizza and wings. I don't know. What's what's the ultimate spread for a Super Bowl or a big game? If you just read my mind, I would go pizza and wings, hands down. That's that's a party I want to go to. <laughs> Throwing some Mountain Dew. See, you're simple. See, you're so simple. This is why I love you. You're 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 so simple when it comes to that because that that's all I want. <laughs> just give me pizza, give me pizza, wings, beer. That, that's all I need. All three. We We're go. good. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that you agree. And you brought up mixing a little Mountain Dew. I can I can mess with that as well. I could definitely deal with that. Who wins, Chiefs or the Niners? I, you know, can't can't bet against Mahomes. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I really do think this is a toss-up. Okay, fair enough. I'll be really interested to see how things play out because here the vibe, the vibe last year when it was the Eagles and the Chiefs, it was the Eagles overall are the, are the best team outside of the quarterback. That's all the Kansas City Chiefs have. And we all thought that maybe last year, I don't know if anyone predicted a shootout. This year, everyone's thinking, hey, two top defenses, it's going to be low scoring. But then talking to a few other people, they think that this could be a game where it could be a shootout. So it's it's interesting. That's for darn sure. All right, Taylor, well, greatly appreciate your time here today. I, I know it's a little bit chaotic with me being a Vegas and whatnot. So really appreciate it. You enjoy yourself this weekend. Hopefully you have plenty of pizza and wings this weekend and we'll talk to you again next week all right sounds like a plan have a good one appreciate it man that's taylor eldridge from wichita eagle he's presented to you by you build it wichita where your homes in your hands customers save 20 percent or more on their dream home call or text 316-260-2044 today so the shockers they take on utsa tomorrow at 6 30 inside coke arena I know we'll have a lot of people out that way. Shane Dennis will be there. I know we'll have Zach and Andrew out that way. It's kind of a special day for us, and hopefully you can come out and be a part of the atmosphere. We'll be giving some different things away. Make sure to stop by and see your table inside the concourse area. They'll be set up. They'll want to give away some different items. So please stop on by and say hi to Zach and Andrew. They don't bite. I promise you. They're good people. So go and check them out tomorrow, 6.30, being the tip-off time, featuring the Roadrunners and the Wichita State Shockers. Well, I will not be there tomorrow, which is unfortunate, but i got to say it's for good reason. It's because we're out here in Las Vegas, home to Super Bowl 58. We are broadcasting from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. This place is massive. It is Radio Row, third time we've been out here Third, three consecutive years of going to a Radio Row. That part's been exciting. Our Radio Row coverage is presented to you by Pinnacle Homes, building your trust. Visit them at remodelerswichita.com. And presented by Davis Liquor Outlet. Neighborhood locations with superstore prices. Find your location at davisliquoroutlet.com. 
Let's take a break. When we return, I guess we can sneak in a little Sunflower Show Now talk. But we do have a couple other interviews that we didn't get a chance to play in hour number one. We have Nick Allegretti that we didn't hear from. We didn't hear from Charles and many who. So we'll see if we can get those guys in before we visit with Nick Lowry, who will be dropping on by here later on in the show. That's all coming your way next as the Pulse continues to broadcast live from Las Vegas, home to Super Bowl 58. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. With over 40 years of selling liquor, wine, and beer to the Wichita community, we have expanded our inventory. From Dots pretzels to Arts and Mary's chips, homes made salsa, and a selection of barbecue sauce. Don't forget to visit us at davisliquoroutlet.com, sign up for monthly coupons, and to find a store near you. And stop in Tuesdays to save 10% on any liquor or wine. Veterans and active duty military save 10% every day. Davis Liquor Outlet. Each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. Ready to dive into the ultimate summer experience in 2024? Look no further than Superpools. At Superpools, we believe every family deserves a slice of paradise, and it's our duty to make this process as seamless as possible for you and your family. So why wait? Call Superpools today at 316-880-3900 and let us turn your backyard into a stunning oasis. We still have a few spots left this winter, so lock in with us today. Superpoolsusa.com or 316-880-3900. Don't forget, we dig fun. Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? This Fire Prevention Month First Alert is reminding you to be prepared by installing smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on every level and in each bedroom of your home. Don't forget to add First Alert fire extinguishers on every level plus in common spaces like the kitchen and know how to use them. Protect your whole home with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores today. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. Are you embarrassed to host a party for the big game on Sunday at your place because your home is outdated? Do you want to remodel your home because you don't know where to start? I'm Christian Robb from Pinnacle Homes. We offer a unique design and home remodeling process that will turn your home into a space you're proud of. Are you ready to get started? Go to our website at remodelerswichita.com and book a consultation today. Be prepared to host the next big game today. It's time that you love your home again. ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. You can sit in the sun. Are you going to be doing nothing but Las Vegas bumps for the rest of the week, Jack Johnson? Stay tuned. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope you continue to do that, my man, because that is perfect. I feel like you have an extremely deep library when it comes to Las Vegas. There have to be a lot of songs with Las Vegas, not to mention New York will probably have a lot. I wonder if anyone has done the research, which city has been referenced the most in music? That would be quite the undertaking to try to figure out all that stuff. (laughs) But I wonder, I wonder what the answer to that question might be. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll we'll see if we can get an answer out of that. By the way, we'll see if Nick Lowry would come on by. Nick Lowry is supposed to be here coming up at 345. Yes, that same Nick Lowry, who was a former kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about the Super Bowl with him, but he'll also be joined by a special someone as well. He's going to be joined by someone that we'll talk to, and he is, well, now I'm trying to pull up the actual information. He's going to be joined by Christy Clem who is the former chief patrol agent of the U.S. Border Patrol in Yuma, Arizona. So we'll talk a little bit about that because that's what we do here for Radio Row. When people come on by, you get one person, but you also know that there's a certain promotion that we'll get. So that is coming your way at some point here in this hour. We'll try to save Nick Allegretti for that, Jack Johnson, if we could. Just kind of push that back a little bit just in case if – You know, Nick Lowry is maybe a little bit behind. Let's talk about the Sunflower Showdown. So Kansas falls to Kansas State. You heard it right here on ESPN Wichita. 75-70. to Tang continues to be a thing. Jerome Tang is now 11-0 in overtime since becoming the head men's basketball coach at Kansas State. It is pretty darn wild. And I'm not going to lie, when the game went in the OT, I just had this feeling like, okay, Kansas State's going to get this the, the job done. That's what's going to happen. He's just – they're just going to find a way. And what's incredible to me is in this game last night, when you take a look at the box score, yeah, you can single out Kevin McCuller Jr., which you absolutely should. But the one thing that I found rather incredible is the fact that K-State had 16 – And I mean 16 turnovers. That is a whole heck of a lot. 16 turnovers that resulted in 21 points for Kansas, which is how Kansas got right back in it toward the tail end of regulation. It was just dumb turnovers by Kansas State. When I look at the turnover battle and I see that, I'm thinking, man, well, surely Kansas is going to win that game by probably 10 points. Well, K-State was able to battle back a little bit. The Wildcats were 9-26 from deep. KU was just 3-15. of The three-ball continues to be a problem. And Kansas State also got to the line 10 more times, but KU also had a foul in overtime. K-State was 6-8 of from the free-throw line in overtime. K-State was 11-12 from the foul line in uh, the second half. 1-6 in the first half. So they completely changed things up when it comes to that. Tyler Perry showed up in the second half. If only this could be the Tyler Perry every single game for Kansas State, that would be amazing for the Wildcats. Finished with 26 points, five boards, four assists, two steals. He had some incredible finishes. He is the one that challenged Hunter Dickinson on a tap-in. He made a double-clutch acrobatic type of layup 
Tyler Perry, when the going got tough, he was ready for that moment. And give credit to him for leading Kansas State in that victory last night. Cam Carter with a double-double, 19 points and 11 rebounds. He was absolutely terrific last night as well for the K-State Wildcats. They were only seven deep last night, the Wildcats were. Will McNair Jr., David Gasson, both those guys came off the bench. That was it. K-State didn't play anyone else. They played seven guys. KU, theoretically, only played eight, but didn't get much production out of the bench. K-State did. Say what you want about Will McNair Jr. and David Gasson, you at least got 11 points out of them, and you got a combined 10 rebounds out of them. I think you'll take that. At least I would. To have that type of production off the bench right now for KU, it's just two points from Marco Jackson and five minutes of action. Parker Brown gave you four rebounds. Nick Timberlake gave you two rebounds. Didn't like a shot. Brown didn't like a shot. Jackson was one or two from the field. That bench just continues to be a nightmare for Kansas. And Kansas State, to its credit, Johnny Furphy's been having such a, a great stretch. Johnny Furphy limited to four points on 2-7 shooting and 0-4 from beyond the arc. So you take a look at that, and it makes sense to why K-State got the win. I will say this, though, watching that second half, this is the one thing I keep saying about Kansas State. And they, they just find ways to make plays, man. They, they do. When things are looking wild, when you have bobble exchanges near turnovers, all these different things are happening, right? They find ways to get the ball and it results in, in a bucket or results in free throws or they somehow get a turnover out of the deal. Kansas State just continues to be that type of team where the ball's bouncing your way, but they're also – creating their own luck when it comes to that they keep at it they don't freak out and they had some pretty terrible last minute type of shots yesterday some shots that you're like what are you doing taking taking that that doesn't make any sense it's not in the flow of the offense what are you doing but give credit to k-state the wildcats just continued to be that type of team if it's late in the game they need a bucket they're down by two or, or, or it's tied they find ways to get the job done. Now, for KU, is this concerning? Being a, a team that can't win on the road? Yeah, that that's that was the thing about the game last night. For K-State, the Wildcats need that win to stay in the hunt to be an NCAA tournament team. If they lose that game, they, they drop to 4-6 and six in conference play. They lose five in a row. And you're probably giving up on K-State and writing them off saying that they're not going to be an NCAA tournament team. When you knock off a top-five team like Kansas, that's going to boost your chances. And that's coming off a loss, the worst team of the Big 12 on the road on Saturday. K-State needed that game for that particular reason. For KU, this was KU's chance after getting the win against Houston to really, I wouldn't say put a, a stranglehold on, on, on a Big 12 championship, but... For KU, just to kind of show that you can win on the road. This KU team just hasn't shown that at all this year. And that is a major, major concern. That's a major red flag for Kansas. Huge. If you can't win on the road, are you going to be able to win on a neutral floor? Now, you'll probably get the benefit of the doubt and be somewhat close in the NCAA tournament, depending on how things shape up. But it's concerning that you can't win away from Allen Fieldhouse. It's a major, major concern. Now, to 
To the Big 12's credit, winning on the road is incredibly difficult. We've said that a thousand times. So maybe that's the thing that you bring up when it comes to KU. But look at the overall body of work. When they're on the road, they are a way different team than when they're playing inside Allen Fieldhouse. And I never would have thought that that would be a problem, Jack Johnson. And the reason why is you have experience in K.J. Adams, who's been here, done that. You have Hunter Dickinson, who's a fifth-year player. You have Dewan Harris, Jr., who's been in this role for the last couple of years. Kevin McCuller, Jr., is a five-year, six-year guy. You have some guys out the bench that don't really know what the heck's going on. But you look at your five, four of the five are guys that have logged many, many minutes at the Division One level. The fact that you can't produce on the road with, with those guys leading the charge, that's a, that's a major, major concern. And... We've talked about the ceiling in in the, you know, for for KU. We've talked about what it's what it's like for them being at the very bottom as well. We know what what it's like. Their their ceiling could be a national championship, but their floor also could be getting bounced in the second round in the NCAA tournament. It that's just the Nate. That that's just what we see from KU at this point. If you're a KU fan, you gotta be frustrated with with what you saw last night. If you're a K State fan, hey, you you see a little bit of life. That game meant a lot to both teams. And it's not just because of the rivalry aspect. It's because KU needed to get a road win, and K-State needed to get a win just to stay in the hunt of an NCAA tournament bid. Jack, I'm sure you've had plenty of moments today to digest and spew out the, the words that you want to say about this game. So let's hear it again during this time frame. Your thoughts on the Sunflower Showdown, K-State getting the win? Yeah, I mean, I think my uh, mentality on this game has changed a lot over the last 12 hours or so. Um, I think what's been so different about this team compared to last year's team, the year before that, it felt like there were always stretches that those teams had, whether that was conference play or the non-con, where they rattled off so many wins in a row where you really felt good about the direction. Now, I would say that KU's non-conference run when they, think, won eight in a row or something like that, that could technically be counted as their run, but some of those wins were were gimmies. They were bye games, and I don't think that made me feel that much more confident about the direction of Kansas basketball in 2023-2024. This team is clearly showing you you can't get too high or too low about them, right? Um, They lose to West Virginia. You think it's all doom and gloom, and then... The next weekend, they beat Houston by double digits at home. Uh, and they followed up two days later with a loss to Kansas State, who, by the way, is not a bad loss. Um, there was a lot riding right. on that game for Kansas State. It was an emotional game. I'm not going to use that as an excuse for Kansas because it's your rival. You should be ready to go and geared up for that game. Um, what I have noticed, though, with this Kansas team and their losses, it doesn't really seem like they have that over-my-dead-body type of guy right now where when yep. things aren't going well, it's like – Give me the freaking ball and let's go, man. Let me get you, let me get a bucket and get things settled down here. And there's no excuse because there's a couple of guys that can be that go-to score. I mean, I would argue Kevin McCuller can, Hunter Dickinson can. Uh, even in moments, Johnny Furphy, I'd like to see have a little bit more confidence. Uh, I've actually been very impressed lately with the way Dewan Harris has been uh, slightly more aggressive. That is important for this team. Um, and I do think, you know, if you t- take a step back at the grand scheme of things, right, they're six and four in conference play. They're 18 and five, I think, overall. Not where they want to be. I think they would have much rather have been, I would say, 20 and three at this point, where you grab those wins against UCF and West Virginia. 
But again, whoever emerges as the conference winner, somebody's got to win this damn conference. Whoever emerges as the conference winner, <laughs> they're going to be battered and bruised. They're going to be bloodied, man, because this is just – it's the jungle, really. The Big 12 is the jungle. Now, I will say I'm very disappointed and shocked that Kansas is one of the worst road teams in the conference because – Right, They're not the only ones going on the road. Everybody's going on the road and having these tough games. I know that Kansas deals with more hostile environments because, as everybody should, rooting against Kansas, you hate them. You don't like Kansas. They've you know dominated the conference for a number of years. But these are the games I think the great Kansas teams find a way to win. That Iowa State game, you got to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West Virginia game, find a way. UCF, find a way. K-State, find a way. And right now, they're kind of lacking in that. Now, Here's what I will say, as I've digested it over 12 hours. There is going to be that one game. I know that it's all shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I hate that terminology. There's going to be that one <laughs> road game where they're going to be on the winning side of that, whether that's Texas Tech and Lubbock, whether that's Baylor and Waco, whether that's Houston at the last game of the season. Because here's the thing. Odds would tell you with a Bill Self team, a Kansas team, they're not going to lose every road game the rest of the way, or at least challenge uh, a challenge-filled road game. They're going to find ways to overcome that adversity, and right now they just can't simply. When things aren't going well, they're really not going well. And I think last year we saw that, but I think the difference with these two teams, they both would face adversity and not really step up to it. This year's team is so much more talented than last year's team. And I think for a lot of Kansas fans, that's the frustrating part. Like, you could have argued in the preseason, this was the most loaded group Bill Self's ever had. Like, I looked at their schedule and said, yeah, it's tough, but... Man, I'd be pretty disappointed if they had around six or seven losses just because you think you have some of those gimmies in Big 12 play. They haven't been gimmies. They lost to Kansas State. Now, I wouldn't say that's a gimme in Bramlage, but now it's like, shoot, you only get so many road games in Big 12 play, and I do think, Pat, it's vitally important they get a one seed. I think the winner of the Big 12 gets a one seed, but they got to lock that in because if they do get the one seed, believe they'll go through Omaha and Dallas. What does that indicate? A large KU turnout for those games. I'm not saying that opposing fans rattle them that much, but hell, Pat, what else do we have to go off of? They're one in four <laughs> in some true big time environments. They clearly can't handle that pressure, at least right now. So if it is important to get that one seat, well, you don't have to travel that far from Lawrence, Kansas. But again, you tip your cap to Kansas State. Jerome Tang backs against the wall. Hell of a performance. They were ready to go in that game, they were prepared in overtime. Whereas Kansas. They couldn't hit the big shot when it mattered. They couldn't hit their free throws when it mattered. And that's why we're talking about this game on a Tuesday afternoon with Kansas State being the winner and KU being the loser. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens moving forward. I think if I think if you're not even a one seed just in general, there's a great chance that a, a 15, maybe two 15 speed of two, maybe, maybe two 14 speed of three. I I think this year of all years, if you are a top ten team, you're in danger of you know losing that game right away. If you enter the top ten, just expect a loss right away. It's been that type of year in the NCAA. All right, KU falls seventy-five to seventy. Kansas now has a big game coming up on Saturday, and we'll talk more about that as we progress throughout the week. Of course, we'll see if we have time to talk about those things because let's be real. We are here in Las Vegas, home to Super Bowl 58. We are live from Radio Row, and our Radio Row coverage is brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices. Find a location at Davis Liquor Outlet. 
Homes.com. And Pinnacle Homes, building your trust. Visit them at RemodelersWichita.com. Well, not seeing Nick Lowry just quite yet, but let us take a break when we return. If Nick Lowry's not here, then we'll hear from Nick Gallagheri. We'll just have to push things back because that's Vegas, and that's Radio Row. This is the most amount of people on Radio Row in Super Bowl history. And let me tell you, it doesn't feel that way because being here, it's all spread out. But we'll uh, we'll hope we'll we hope that we can be joined by Nick Larry. But again, there's so many people getting so many interviews, you just never know what's going to happen. So let us break, and if we don't have time for Nick Lowry, then we'll figure out some other things. So when we come back, we'll have either more Chiefs audio or Nick Lowry that's coming up next here on the Pulse. This is the Pulse on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce, It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. Coach Reed just challenging every single person in this building to up the ante just one more step. 
When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. The Lord above made the world for us, but the devil made Las Vegas. <laughs> Keep them coming, Jack Johnson. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And we're absolutely loving it here in Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58 from Allegiant Stadium. That's where we were last night for opening night. And since I do not see Nick Lowry, I guess that means we either dive into the audio that we didn't get a chance to get into in hour number one. You didn't hear from Nick Allegretti or Charles Amenehu, so let's cue both them up. Let's start with... Nick Allegretti, who filled in for the injured Joe Tooney. All signs are pointing to him playing again because Joe Tooney is a long shot in the eyes of Andy Reid. So let's hear from Nick Allegretti, who was just a ball of energy yesterday from Allegiant Stadium. Hi, Nick Allegretti. Here you are in Las Vegas getting ready for a Super Bowl. Take me through your thoughts that are going through your mind right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, honest, I'm trying to take it all in and appreciate it and uh, I've been so fortunate. It's my fourth one in five years and trying to make sure that I really appreciate it and take advantage of it and, and don't take any of this for granted. It's an incredible experience and just having fun. How different is this one feel, though? Like you, you brought up the other ones. And yeah, it's, it's obviously incredible. You enjoy every single one. But this one just seems a little different with maybe some of the outside noise and maybe the path to get here. So how different is this one compared to the others? There's definitely a different feel. Um, one, I think there was a little bit, there was maybe a, there's always challenges. There's challenges every year, you know, maybe a few more challenges than normal this year. So maybe even felt a little bit better figuring ourselves out, figuring our rhythm uh, offensively. We have an incredible defense. So that's been, you know, I mean, incredible to watch. Getting to watch Chris Jones and, and some of these guys, George Karloftis, back end. I mean, Jay Reed, Trent, Sneed, whatever it is, Bolt, they're, they're incredible. So it has a different feeling. It's a different team. Every year is different. Um, but, no, definitely trying to take it in. There's a little bit of uh, getting booed walking out was interesting. I don't know if that was more 49ers fans or Raiders locals, um, but pretty cool. I'll be honest. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I love – any energy is good for me. So booing, cheering, whatever it is, I was a fan. Wait, hold on. So you're telling me you're like villain Pat then, right? You're nah. villainous Pat Mahomes is what I'm guessing. No, nah, I, I, won't, I won't call myself that, but uh, the booing definitely doesn't hurt. I mean, get a chance to go play those few road playoff games. What a cool experience that was getting thrown snowballs at our bus pregame. I was like, I don't know if the fans understand it. Like, I loved, I loved that. I thought that was awesome. So, definitely cool experience. What was it like last week? You know, Joe Tooney goes down, and here you are stepping on the field, AFC Championship in Baltimore, taking on a, a ravenous Ravens crowd and a, and a top defense in Baltimore. What was it like last week? And I guess your thoughts on just trying to stay prepared for moments like that. Yeah, it's it's a huge challenge. Obviously, you lose a guy like Joe, it's it's tough. It's really hard to overcome that. But he's been, you know, he was so positive that whole week, helping me out, doing whatever he could do to help me, you know, get a part of that offensive line. Well, the other guys, they were helping me out all week as well. So, uh, you know, I had so much help trying to take on that challenge and did the best, did everything I could, the best of my ability. And uh, it was pretty cool. Like I said, that that away crowd they brought ray lewis out i was like 
Some of these, a few guys, Blaine Gabbert, he may have played against Ray Lewis a couple times, but most of us haven't. Like we're, I was a huge Ray Lewis fan, so I know he's a, he's a Raven, but I'm fired up watching him do his intro. Ed Reed comes out, I'm fired up. So I, maybe I'm giving too much advice away, but don't bring all your legends out because we also love them. <laughs> okay, well, you brought up Ray Lewis coming out. You have Justin Tucker in the pregame antics, and of course, we all know what happened during the game too. A little headbutt the Trav. So, I mean, you feed off that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, AFC championships are going to get chippy. I'm sure the Super Bowl is going to get chippy. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of emotions, and it's not it's not just a one day thing. A lot of these guys, we've been working our entire lives. You know, I've dreamed of this since I was shoot six years old, probably. Uh, so. It's not just an in-the-moment thought. It is a lifetime full of pent-up energy and emotion, excitement. And, you know, sometimes it gets a little chippy, but we try our best to hold off. <laughs> How has Patrick Mahomes made you a better offensive lineman? Uh, he, he makes our job uh, definitely easier. He, he has an incredible pocket feel. You know, we do our best to protect him, but he also has an incredible feel and makes us right a lot. Uh, he, he makes the calls for us a lot and sent, tells us where to go. And we have confidence that he knows – what pressures are coming, and uh, it's been awesome. Lastly, do you have a favorite Usher song? I'm a bad with music. I got a <laughs> lot of favorite. I got a lot of Usher songs I know and I like, but if I, I couldn't even rip one title off. So, so Usher, Usher's a no-go. So, who's who's your go-to? Then? Uh, I would say right now Luke Combs is kind of my number one guy. I saw him two times last off-season uh, in Chicago and in Kansas City. He's incredible. He's part of my. He's got four songs that are part of my pregame playlist. Five Leaf Clover is the last one. That's uh, what if, I mean. I'm gonna. I like to relax before games. I'm not. I don't want to get hyped up six hours before a game. So uh, yeah, Luke Combs. All right, that is Nick Allegretti from last night opening night from Allegiant Stadium. That is the site for the Chiefs and the 49ers Super Bowl 58. And we are certainly looking forward to seeing what happens. Maybe another championship coming there to Kansas City. Well. These guys are finally here. We're wondering if they're going to make their way over over this way, but I'm sure it is Super Bowl Radio Row. And we all know that things change and you got a lot of different things going on. So we're pleased to be joined by Hall of Fame kicker in the Kansas City Chiefs organization, Nick Lowry, who's here. I'm sure you probably recognize that guy. But we're also joined by Chief Patrol Agent of uh, the U.S. Border Patrol and Yuma, former one, Chris T. Clem, who's officially here. Guys, thank you so much for dropping on by. How are things going? Great. Well, I want to say hi to uh, Mike Bell and family, the, one of the great <laughs> chiefs of all time, and, and Wichita is a great community, and uh, we appreciate it. Barry Sanders. I, uh-huh. I had lunch with Barry Sanders twice during the Pro Bowls in Hawaii, and, you know, there's maybe the greatest NFL player ever, but certainly one of them, and from Wichita. I'd like to shout out to Wichita. I flew in Friday. I was there for an event all day Saturday with uh, some congr- uh, congressional and senatorial candidates uh, talking at the Raise the Nation uh, event, and then um, and then I flew back uh, out on Sunday. So I was My just goodness. in Wichita. So you're just in Wichita. Just in Wichita on Saturday. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Great. Well, glad to, uh, glad to have you in Wichita. Yeah, it was so. great. It was a short trip. I look forward to coming back. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully uh, you'll come back soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, Nick, I mean, let's dive right into what's going to take place this weekend it's another super bowl fourth time in the last five seasons for the kansas city chiefs 
Let's just stop. Let's just start right there. Let's just Fourth drink that in. <laughs> no, we are we are we are taking the baton from the Dallas Cowboys as America's team. We we got to win. We can't got to stay humble and hungry and win this one. But once that's done, and it won't be easy, uh, I think we are now America's team. Well. Yeah, because everyone's booing the Chiefs now, right? I mean, Which you, means you weren't there the more last night. The more unpopular you are, you. the more you know you're on top. <laughs> I think that's very, very accurate because I think everyone's going into this. And, like, last night hearing all the boos, I was just blown away by it all. Which, that just shows you just how dominant the Chiefs have been in the last so many years. i got to get your reaction to win the Bills, Tyler Bass misses the kick. Yeah, I kicked, I called him the next day and left a message there because I heard he had death threats. Uh, you know, uh, he'd had a bad game the week before. We had a feeling that it might be an issue. It ended up being that way. I, I'll give you a little insight. When you are kicking with a really strong wind left to right and you normally have the ball tilted like I did, like he did, I would have the ball tilted slightly left, which sounds weird, but it would cut into the wind and reduce how much the wind could push it in half. He didn't do that. He kept it like that, and that's just one of the things that uh, helped us find our way into the Super Bowl. But uh, we played a great game. Buffalo played a great game. But in the end, you've got to earn it every single time. How about the Chiefs kicker, Harrison Bucker? Best kicker in the NFL this year should be first-team All-Pro. Game-winning field goals, length of field goals, percentage, extra points, kickoffs. By every standard, he should. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Chiefs kicker, but he has also handled himself with so much class and humility. Uh, I'm kind of jealous. I mean, seriously, what a great guy in, in every sense. So, yeah, I think he's going to kick four field goals. My prediction on all the interviews I'm doing, Chris has witnessed this, 26 to 17, four field goals by Harrison. Great defense in the first half. We've held everybody under four points on average the last seven games. And, of course, Steve Spagnola, our, our unofficial coaching MVP. <laughs> I did learn something MVP. new that he tilted the ball. The opposite of what physics would tell us, but it worked for Nick, so that's a that's a great thing. So yeah. he knows a thing or two about kicking the ball. I mean, we had a little wind in, in our head sometimes. <laughs> well, what's it going to be like this weekend at Allegiant Stadium? Well, there won't be any wind there, right? Uh, I I think that uh, in the end, uh, the experience factor with with our man Patrick is is the difference. I absolutely have so much respect for Brock Purdy and the ridiculous arsenal of weapons he has and good defense. So it promises to be a great game. But in the end, I think, um, you know, once again, we can't take anything for granted. But in the end, I think we win 26-17. Well, well, you are a kicker, so there's a lot of pressure that you have to deal with just being a kicker, right? And the team in general has a lot of pressure. What's it like for this Chiefs team to be the underdog and not to really love have it. the pressure on you? I love it. You know, that we've had a target on it. I say we, the Chiefs, because I'm always yeah. the Chief. <laughs> My name's next to Marty Schottenheimer in Arrowhead, and just such an honor for me. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, this team understands pressure. They don't take themselves too seriously. But being the underdog is so sweet because you've got to prove yourself. And uh, that's one more reason why I think emotionally we're more focused. Uh, when you look at what happened in Tampa uh, and, and all the distractions of COVID, I think we're just we're ready, and we have more to prove now because everybody said we'd never see the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's the thing this year. Everyone keeps saying this is the worst team for Patrick Mahomes, and yet they go yeah. through Buffalo, they go through Baltimore, they beat Miami, and why not make it twenty six to seven? One. Yeah, we, I was there, twenty three <laughs> below, and that just began this wonderful thing. We still got one more to go, yeah. but also the way the head coach prepares that team has a pretty good record coming out of a, a two week. Uh, delay uh-huh. uh so i we're we're in good shape 
What's the ball like? In, like, let's go back to Miami. What's the ball feel like when you're trying to kick that thing? Well, the ball uh, in 23 below is is like a rock, but uh, didn't seem to bother our man. <laughs> we had, I think he had four field goals in that game, too. <laughs> well, it seemed like the Chiefs were just – they were – they were used to it. Miami wasn't, and Kansas City, you know, made made use of that. And that's exactly. Can what I say do. something also? The great coaching, and we have more depth. So we've had injuries. Joe Thune, you just brought yeah. up Nick Allegretti. Yeah. He had maybe the highest score of all the offensive linemen. So we have depth. So we have been able to counter our injuries much better than most teams. Yeah, for sure. All right, I want you that. I want you to talk about Chris here because I know that you're a part of a of a group, former NFL Patriots. You you love this country. You wanted to see what, what's really happening at the border. So here you are. You're I'm going to be Pat, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to hand it off to Chris. Just say <laughs> I have so much respect to you for the – it's called Massive Blue, MassiveBlue.io, and it's it's helping all the law enforcement people, all the companies that need with this new era to have uh, AI protect them, protect this country, keep communities safe, and help law enforcement do their job. Yeah, so I spent all my career in conventional law enforcement, and we're fighting – seen the evolution of an unconventional adversary. So what we have done now with Massive Blue and specifically Overwatch is we've created a cyber wall to protect our country, protect our communities, protect our companies, and most importantly, uh, protect our children. Um, the transnational and domestic criminal organizations are targeting using all sorts of social media and online platforms, blockchain technologies, cyber, cryptic, all that. What this does is it creates that wall to protect people. So if you have um, if you have a company and you're interested in, in advancing your security, reach out to us at MassiveBlue.io. If you are affiliated with law enforcement or know somebody that could use that, because human trafficking is rampant all across the country, and I was just there in Wichita talking about it. Uh, and then if you are a foundation or some kind of philanthropic group that says, hey, we want to support and combat anti-trafficking, look up uh, MassiveBlue.io, fill out the information, let us know. We'll get back to see how we can support you. Overwatch? Overwatch. Okay. And MassiveBlue.io. Check it out. Um, We're so honored to work for this company. We really are. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Chris, glad to have you. What's your score prediction? Um, we heard Nick's, you so know, let's get yours. Do That's I, probably the most important one here. Well, look, I, I am gonna, I'm, I'm going to lean AFC. I'm going uh, to lean <laughs> the direction, what do you say, into the wind. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'll go with 21-18. 21 to 18. Absolutely love it. It gives a field goal to <laughs> a game winning field, right, field, field, field goal. A game winning field goal, field goal right? We're going to call that one game winning field goal. All right, Nick, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that is Nick Lowry and Chris T. Clem right here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, broadcasting from Super Bowl 58 Radio Row. And that does it for us here today. I know we went a little bit long, but sometimes you just got to go with certain things so that's just how it rolls our super bowl radio row coverage made possible by davis liquor outlet neighborhood locations with superstore prices find a location at davisliquoroutlet.com and pinnacle homes building your trust visit them at remodelerswichita.com a lot more to come tomorrow and i mean we got interviews on interviews on interviews so hope you can join us for day two from super bowl 58 radio row in las vegas Thank you so much for listening to the show. Appreciate Jack Johnson's efforts back there at the studio. We'll talk to you tomorrow live from Las Vegas. Point Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.